Welcome to another Patishku, a bite-sized chat about current topics. This week, I have a quick Zoom call with David from the Leisure Launch Group, and we discuss off-plan properties. David, you're back. Hi. Yes, finally. Finally, I managed to get an invite. Yeah, well, you know, it's been busy. We've been busy on this side of things, you know, but uh, finally... You, you you were a prominent guest at the beginning on the podcast and with some petishkus and uh, you're back for another petishku. I must say the other guests have been a lot more interesting. You got yourself a fan, yeah. I'm always got it on the way in in the morning. I'm always listening, listening Thank in, you. yeah. Awesome. Except I don't, got- I don't have the wine. I don't have the wine thing, you know. You know, Roy Veloso had his glass of wine. Yeah, probably get fired if I come in for the glass of wine. I think the, the, we're publishing one on 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 Monday, and uh, it's a guy who had some iced tea, you know, so very sophisticated. Uh, so it's just a uh, well, that's what I thought it was, anyway. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> let's. Um, uh, we've got something to celebrate as well. If you remember, in the first podcast we ever did, we spoke about our choice of football teams was so bad. Not anymore. Not anymore. Jesus, Funny. we've endured nineteen years. Nineteen years of abuse. You know, but we never gave up. The green was in our blood. And finally, if the chickens have come home to roost, we deserve it. So for, uh, those, who don't know, for those who don't know, Sporting finally have won a, a, a title in Portugal, the league title, in 19 years of trying. Uh, so it's a, great, it's a great, great time for us Sportingistas. Yeah, the only thing that we had in the last 19 years to offer the world was Cristiano Ronaldo. That was pretty much it. Nothing else it? after that. No titles, no trophies, no nothing. But thank God we're back again. Fantastic. Well, we haven't uh, done a Patishku in a while, so let's just also just refresh the listeners. A Patishku is a bite-sized episode uh, with something interesting. And uh, I wanted you to join us to chat about off-plan. Um, it's not a new concept, but it's something that's very relevant at the moment. Um, so thanks for coming. And maybe you can just start off by yeah. telling us what is off-plan property? Well, traditionally, uh, off-plan was pretty much what most people understood it. They'd arrive at a, a plot of land and the developer would sell them um, this vision of a house to be built, a house or an apartment to be built in the future. Um, over the years, certainly over the last 20 years, that model has changed. Um, although you still get the, 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 the traditional model, traditionally, um, off plan, certainly for my generation, you had a choice of three houses and you'd get there and you choose the one that, that you liked and that was it. And then they would build it and off they go. Um, it's certainly in the last 10 years, that off plan has changed quite, uh, quite dramatically. Um, there has been a shift in the marketplace. People tend to separate us as professionals. We tend to separate the off plan apartments to the keen hand, which we've done before on, on the podcast. Keen hand is now more closer related to, to houses um, as such. And, uh, and the off-plan kind of still uh, very much around the, um, the apartments. Uh, so, yeah, an old concept that's adjusted uh, to the change in the marketplace. Just quickly, I mean, uh, why the the differentiation now with with houses being more key in hand and and apartments being off plan? Has that got to do with the land ownership? What is the main purpose there? 
Well, as, as business principles, they're completely different or they've become completely different. Uh, an off-plan apartment, um, the land is owned by the developer. The property is effectively owned by the developer until the deed. So you could go into a transaction um, uh, today and only really take ownership in 18 months to two years' time. Um, whereas keen handers... Uh, you own the land. You do the deed almost immediately. Um, you are the, you effectively become the developer. Um, you have ownership, and um, and as the model grows, that the, you, your your risk profile is a is a completely uh, different one. Um, where the any where key in hand gained prominence um, is in terms of the expectation of the client. Um, apartments is obviously for obvious reasons there. There's a limitation to how many changes um, you can make or how much, let's call it customizing, you can do to an apartment. Uh, whereas a house, there's a lot more flexibility. You're alone, you're a freestanding house on the plot of land that you own, and, and there's, there's quite a lot of uh, customizing that can, that can, there's a lot more customizing that can be done. Problem is on the house side, um, how much is your investment going to cost? So now we distinguish when we're talking about houses today, when somebody talks about off-plan houses, we distinguish between that and a key in hand property. In other words, off-plan means that you're buying off-plan, you have an estimation of cost um, in regards to the house, but the final bill you will never 100% be able to calculate. Whereas a key in hand property, that's secured up front. So, that's on, so houses certainly in our area and certainly in our industry, we were working on the Silver Coast, Keen Hand has prominence as the premium product for, for people to invest in um, on, um, on the Silver Coast. Um, but that doesn't take away from what we're doing. We're doing a huge amount of work on, on the off-land, certainly in the apartment sector. Uh, a huge amount of customize, customizing that's being done um, it's taken a while to get developers to understand that this is the way the market has gone. It's certainly in the last uh, um, 10 years, but gained prominence certainly in the last five years. You know, we don't buy our, our iPhone. Today, you choose the color of iPhone you want. You can change the covers. You can do all these kind of things. So people have become really accustomed um, to, to customizing. Um, and yes, an iPhone is pretty much a good example to use. An apartment is a limitation to what you can't do. You can't make the iPhone bigger. You can't add extra little cameras to it and stuff like this. But you can certainly change the colors. You can change the way it looks. You can change these kind of things. Um, and so to get developers to understand um, that this is the way the market has gone. Um, the reason why they do shy away from it is a real reason. Um, they don't normally developers don't have the infrastructure to support customization, um, and that is where we come in. Um, we give them that that support. We their partners um, through the Simple Life Home Pack. We the partners that 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 will do that for them. Okay, so let's just put a pin in a few things there. Simple Life Home Pack. We've got information about this on the petitions and on the podcast. So please check, go back and listen to those. Yes. Um, and then definitely, uh, just to kind of di differentiate, key in hand is more in line with houses, 
off plan, generally speaking, more to do with apartments? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, next question. Uh, why does something like off plan make sense in today's market? Um, we're seeing oh, this wow. being very a, pop, a very very popular process for people. Why is it making so much sense right now? I mean, there's a couple of reasons. The one is the customization: is that you're going to get an apartment to suit you. We've all had that experience where we go and buy a second hand house or a second hand apartment, and we get there and we go, like, "Oh man, this would be a really great apartment if the tiles weren't green." Um, we all remember the blue bathrooms. I mean, who came out with that blue toilet and pink toilets and green, olive green? What color is that? Um, so we've all had that experience where we go into a houseway or an apartment which was designed for someone else, to someone else's taste. The benefit that you can do with, a, with an off-plan apartment in, in this business model uh, is that you can customize it to your taste. So that's the, the first thing. So your experience of your home is going to be a, a much, much better one. But then there are financial benefits of it, and they're really, really highlighting themselves right now. Um, we've always, uh, certainly in the last 20 years that I've been operating um, here in Portugal, we uh, the only time that this didn't happen was probably in the crisis between about 2010 to 2012, but generally what has happened is over the years, there's always there's been an average of a 5% uh, growth in the cost of construction um, year, year to year um, in Portugal. This has pretty much been the standard, the cost of construction, the raw materials the, the, uh, in construction tend to go above the inflation rate. So if inflation is sitting at 2 3%, which is what it's been in Portugal, you can expect that construction would be at about two, one and a half to two percent above that. So it always did make sense for, for sorry about that. It also it always did make sense for people to do off plan because if you were buying into a property which was uh, two years in construction, let's say twenty four months in construction, what you're what you're doing in real terms from a financial perspective is you're locking in a price today for a property which is going to be at least, in terms of cost, it's going to be at least 10% more expensive than what it is today when you bought it. So there's that financial benefit. But what do we see now in the crisis, uh, in this COVID crisis, is that, the, and often people don't know how to translate this, we see news on, we, we see the news and we say, and they say things like, the price of iron ore is going up, the price of oil is going up, and it's very difficult to often translate that into how's that going to affect me in my own life. I think oil, people are a lot more sensitive to oil because they go to the petrol pump the next day and they feel it, a couple of cents more expensive. Where they don't realize and where they don't feel it, or, or they don't realize that it affects them, all construction requires, one, energy to produce cement, it requires iron ore, steel, for various parts of the construction process. Aluminium is another one. A huge amount of uh, aluminium goes into people's houses. We don't, we don't realize this. In the modern homes, we have a lot of insulation. Um, most of this insulation is based on petrochemicals. So we have different types of foams that we use to, to insulate the homes. You then go to the other energy-saving um, solar panels, 
all of these things take prime uh, raw materials that in the last six months have just gone through the roof, just gone through the roof to such a level that developers can't absorb this anymore. So those people that have bought properties um, or are in the pro or currently buying properties in an off-plan scenario, they've locked themselves in to a price which is there's no question will will go will go right out of the park. And with all of the 20 years of experience that I have in this industry in Portugal, I cannot tell you where that mark is going to go. The five percent is guaranteed, but uh, it's very strongly um, it's going to go past that. People will say, people will often say, but hang on a second, we thought that Portugal was cheaper. What they don't realize is that all of these raw materials are traded on the international market. So most aluminiums are imported. Um, most cements are, are sold on, at international prices. Steel is always sold at the international price. So all of these things, so if you're feeling these products becoming more expensive in your country, they most likely can, well, they're not most likely, they definitely are becoming more expensive in ours. So it's not that Portugal is more expensive, it's that the raw material is far more expensive. Fortunately for people who are investing in Portugal, fortunately our labor cost is lower than the rest of the world, by certainly a lot lower than the rest of Europe. So that's where people are seeing the benefit, but there are things that developers can't control. And mm -hmm. Labor, they can to a certain degree, but raw materials, they can't. Yeah. So the investment, from an investment point of view, looking at it as a cold investment, setting the emotional and the experience aside, from an investment point of view, it makes far, far more sense here. Yeah. Okay, so buying something for in 2021, uh, 2021 prices that, uh, that, will be, that will be yours in 2023, uh, guaranteed 10% more expensive, in that scenario, yeah. Finance, financially, financially yeah. that makes so much, so much more, more sense. Mm -hmm. um, you then have the other benefit of off-planner. But, I mean, this is, this is a classic. It's, it's, it's the, the benefit has always been there. Um, on the resale market, people tend to value their homes based on an emotional indicator. I always say to them, there's a, there's a return on investment and there's a return on ego. Have you ever visited somebody who didn't think that their house was beautiful? And you're looking and you've got your own opinion. You're like, oh, my God, I would never live in here. But people always believe it's an emotional thing. It's what we do as human beings. We always believe that the home that we have is worth much, much more than its real market value. And you tend that the differences between developers and private owners, people who own their own homes, who've invested so much of themselves in their homes, there's a lot of emotional capital invested in their homes. Result is, is that a house that's on the resale market is being sold at a price which is inflated. Developers, on the other hand, are much cleaner in terms of how they look at things. It's a fallacy that developers just love to charge as much as possible. They would like to, I'm sure, if they were given the opportunity, but the reality is they are businesses. They build to sell. They don't build to hold, whereas the private owner can hold for 20 years if they want to. Um, developers are a much cleaner relationship and, and therefore it shows it reflects in, in the values and in the, and the capital growth that you get on an off-plan property. Okay. I mean, that leads us perfectly into um, some of the, the perceived risk uh, that people will see or think about when it comes to, to buying off-plan. 
how can people listening secure themselves against some Let me of just the tell you this. In most, in most developments, certainly, certainly in the countries that I visited, including in Portugal, most development uh, off-plan is done in stages. Um, you make your initial 20 or 25% investment um, with the developer, and then you get to different levels in the development, and you then pay the developer. So they normally go structure, roof level, walls. They have different stages, and then you pay them. And normally developers to secure clients will um, keep a 20 or 25% bullet payment um, for the end, uh, which people will do at the deed. We on the Silver Coast, we've made, because we're working with such big developers who are self-financed, which is one of the, one of the positives that actually came out of the previous crisis. We're not talking about COVID. We're talking about the global financial crisis is that your good developers were forced to change their business model and become self-financing. So they have less reliance on the banks. So what we've been able to do with certain developers, not all, I mean, not, not everybody has the capacity, actually very few do have this capacity. Um, but then we pr we're able to get from the developer a bank guarantee to secure the monies that you pay the developer. So in the case of these developers, you go in with a relatively low um, investment, uh, 25% normally as, a, as an entry. It will normally, as a maximum that it will go up to is about 50% uh, over a period of time. Um, but in these cases, um, the developer gives a bank guarantee. This is very rare in the world of, 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 of construction. It's certainly very, very rare in the, in the world of development and certainly extremely rare in, in off, off plan. Um, and we've managed to do this with reputable developers that have been around a very, very long time. So the risk is, so the, the arguments that people will often use is that they're using clients' money to develop, to build the property. This is not the case here because obviously mm -hmm. that money goes into a special account which then secures the client's bank guarantee. Um, and developers are not using, not using your money. The real risk lies with the developer, actually, in these cases. The real risk lies in that the developer is going to build your, your, apart, your apartment, in this case, that the developer is going to customize the apartment to your taste, and you come to the end and you lost your money on, the, on Bitcoin, or the bank doesn't want to, the bank doesn't want to finance your, the, the balance or your circumstances have changed. So there's a reversal uh, of the roles. Fortunately, banks never ask for guarantees from clients. Not banks, at least. Uh, developers never ask for guarantees from clients because if they did, oh my God, it would make business really, really difficult. So, yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't really work that well. Mm, no. All right, wonderful. Okay, David, thank you. Um, do you, I'm going to ask you a question about a petisco because this is a petisco mm. after all. Uh, do you remember we ate a petisco? at what they call the Hulet, you know, those caravans outside Sporting Stadium. We had those Bifanas. That's one of the best oh petiscos ever. That was when I fell in love with Sporting, right then in that moment. It was great. Yeah. And I, I remember that game. I fell in love with Sporting before then, but I remember the petisco. I, you know, I'm, I'm addicted to Bifanas. You know, I know all the best Bifanas spots. Um, they always tend to be little dingy little places that nobody else wants to go to. 
but you know that the sauce is really, really great. They put in lots of wine, lots of garlic, a little bit of spice, you know, because the Portuguese don't like too much spice, but if you know the right guys, they put a little bit of spice, a little bit of a bite in there. Oh my God, my mouth is watering. Good stuff. David, thank you so much. Bill, you're welcome. Please invite me again. Great fun. <laughs> I'm going to let you call it. That's a wrap. Please follow the links available for more information about some of our amazing off-plan properties. Please subscribe, share with your friends, give us a thumbs up, and please leave a comment or a review. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome to The Simple Life.